Hey everyone, I hope you are doing well. Welcome to another episode of the Student Senate World Podcast. Today's episode brought me so much joy when I was recording. Often I will have conversations with those who are members of A Passion for Progress, becoming a 100% student centered educator about whatever's on their mind. It might be an issue they're having in the classroom, it might be, you know, trying to figure out a lesson plan or just Sometimes it's just about life. Um, But at the current time, all of my students were doing pretty awesome in the classroom. So nobody was really having any concerns or, or needed me for anything. So I reached out to my email subscribers and I said, you know, I normally do this for my students, but I'm curious if anybody would like to chat. And Val from Hawaii, so first off, I was immediately jealous because Hawaii is my favorite place on the planet, reached out and said she would love to chat. So Val teaches middle school and has for the past 17 years, she is a science teacher. And our conversation went into how their school district was preparing to open back up and the plans that they had in place and the committees that they had together. And it was so utterly impressive what they were able to come up with and the challenges that they were facing and how they were overcoming them. And I really think anybody who is either struggling with a reopening plan or is getting ready to reopen or maybe you have reopened, but it isn't really going as well as it could be, can get so much out of this episode. And to boot, in the middle of our conversation, one of her colleagues, Sarah, came in, who was an instructional assistant who used to be a science teacher. Um, And so the three of us just sort of had a great conversation about what they're doing for the kids, what they're doing for the teachers, and how they are planning to move forward with all of this. Now, as a disclaimer, you know me, and if you've watched my live videos in our Facebook group or anything, you know that I am a big promoter of rolling with it when tech doesn't work perfectly because of course that's life and I don't ever want to look totally polished all the time because that's not accurate and I don't want you to think that that is the way that things have to be and of course the recording for the first couple of minutes of this didn't save because life 2020 I don't <laughs> I don't know what you want to say so the very beginning of this was just a little bit of Val introducing herself telling us about you know, where she's from. Um, And one of the first questions that I had asked her is what she is most dealing with the most right now. And she had said that she knows her students' abilities and she knows where they are educationally. But if she were to see them on the street, she wouldn't know who they are. And that was something that she was struggling with the most. But again, with the reopening coming, she was trying to figure out how to adapt all of that. So I hope you get a lot out of today's podcast and enjoy. Welcome welcome to the Student-Centered World Podcast, where we talk about all things hands-on teaching and keeping your energy and sanity in the classroom. This teacher-turned-consultant is making it her mission to help as many teachers as possible become the best version of themselves and keep their passion for teaching on fire. It's her hope that we never forget why we desire to have a passion for educational progress. This this is Student-Centered World, and this is Jen Bry Soccer. So there will be about 50 kids on campus because we're we're taking 100 kids and we're splitting them. And we're saying, okay, 50 kids on these days and 50 kids on these other two days. Okay. Yeah. 
So, so it's we, um like an AB type schedule. Yeah, kind of. yeah, yeah. It's kind of like an AB schedule. So we run Tuesday through Thursday. Mondays we're on campus with um, office hours for the entire day. So the kids just pop in and out depending on whether they need help with a particular assignment. And then um, the work is just given out asynchronously on Mondays. Okay. Tuesdays through Fridays, we actually teach. Okay. We have content that we're actually teaching. Um, and so we will have the kids come back and they will initially start in learning labs. Okay. They'll be housed in one area with a few teachers. And these are the non-classroom teachers that will be supervising. And they will be let out at 150, I believe it is, okay. to go to individual teachers for help. So during our normal office hours, they would come to us in person. That's actually a really great setup for getting everybody yeah. back in the classroom. Yeah, so it's kind of slowly, not just easing the kids back, but easing the teachers back. Because yes. I think there's a lot of apprehension about having warm bodies in the classroom because of this whole health safety thing. Sure. Yeah, and then um, a few weeks after that, what they're going to want to do is they're going to they're gonna want those kids to start rotating in and out of at least one class. Okay. And then a few weeks after that, they want the kids to start rotating out of all six classes. Okay. Yeah, so it's a gradual, and then come January, which is our second semester, they're going to start bringing the entire student body back in groups. Okay. So we're starting small. No, that's good, though. <laughs> I'm, I'm excited to hear that your school is doing it right, doing things gradually and making sure that things are being done appropriately as, as opposed to just some yeah. that are just like, we're just, we're, it's fine. It's fine. Oh, administration is great. I mean, my principal is awesome. That's fantastic. Um, he was very, uh, <laughs> when the state initially started talking about lockdowns, about shutting down the state, he was actually very forward thinking. And he already was starting to, you know, put this plan in place. And he ordered all these hot spots and he ordered all these PPE stuff for the staff and for the kids. And he did this way ahead of everybody else. So when we were getting our stuff in, people were scrambling, like, where are we going to get it from? Oh, my right. God, it's not coming in. Yeah. So we have about um, over a thousand laptops loaned out along with hotspots, not a thousand hotspots. But right, right. We have enough hotspots where all of our student population is connected. So we don't have any kids who do not have access to technology right now that is fantastic yes and you know for us that's a that's amazing because we also service a homeless shelter back here okay so yeah it's been he's been really great I mean very forward-thinking you that's, know yeah it was funny because I tease him because I think like wow is he like psychic or something because he says you know I really think that the state's going to shut down within the next couple of weeks and sure enough the state shuts down Oh, we might be reopening in another week or two. Sure enough, the state reopens again. So right. you know, I've been like, wow. He's got insider info somehow. <laughs> that's awesome. Well, that's certainly, I think, one of the biggest hurdles that a lot of people are trying to manage is not having that support. Some places are, are just are terrible. So that's certainly something that you have going in your favor right now, that you have the, you know, the backing that you need to be able to do nah. this well. It's been really, I mean, we have like a, we have a committee on campus that is strictly for reopening of the school. So okay. they meet every so often and then they, they discuss protocols and, you know, all these things. So it's really great. I mean, we have, 
they've gotten face shields for all the kids. The schools purchase this now. So a face shield for each kid. They've got um, disposable face masks. So if the kid comes to school without face mask, we can give them one for that day. They can toss it. So um, when they're in the classroom, they are required to wear both both the face shield and the face mask. Okay. Yeah, and teachers are required to wear a face mask, but it's optional if you want to wear the actual face shield too. Gotcha. Yeah, and then our our classrooms are air conditioned. Um, they're allowing us to leave our doors and windows open. Oh, that's even good. With air conditioning running just to get that circulation when the kids yeah, that's really oh. smart. That's really smart. Yeah. So it sounds like you know your biggest concern you said has been that you haven't been able to really see the kids, which is yeah. very understandable. Um, but they're coming back. So are you? I'm trying to figure out how to word this. Like, are you nervous because you have? Um, like an idea of who they're going to be or, you know, are you just going to sort of take it as they come at you? Like, will you have the same kids that you're teaching now? Like what, what is that going to look like? Um, as far as the kids coming back, we're not really sure. Um, there was another, um, what is that? A survey, I guess, mm-hmm. sent out to the parents and there will be one more before we actually bring the kids back in A and B groups. Um, asking whether you want to continue with that or do you want the kids to come back face-to-face. So depending on the numbers that stay out, they're either going to have us collapse a period so that we would teach in person certain periods and one period would be dedicated strictly for distance learning. So we'd still be doing the teaching. Okay. Blessing and everything. Um, Or if there are too many kids, then he's thinking of just collapsing teams. Okay. And then the teams would um, kind of absorb all of the kids who are on distance learning. And then the physical, the kids coming back on campus, they would have to um, farm out those kids, the rest of the teams. <laughs> People, hi. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll introduce you. This is um, Sarah Iverson. Hi, Sarah. Hi there. How are you? She's one of the instructional coaches here. She used to be the DH for science. Okay. And now she's a, an instructional coach. So she's actually been a really great, huge support. I am sure. Yes. That's probably one of the biggest jobs right now. <laughs> yeah, and so like she's the one. So a lot of times if teachers will call in sick and they cannot teach virtually, she might be one to jump in to do the substitute teaching. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. And then they're working with the yeah. substitute teachers to actually train them to do this online with the kids. Smart. That's really yeah. smart. Yeah. yeah so yeah, they've yeah. been they're working like for the last what month or two. Yeah. To get these substitutes trained them on board. So they have like these uh, Google Meets one on one classes. Yeah. <laughs> and then awesome. it's actually good because we had them come in and we watched them and then okay. we just that's fantastic. I was just saying, it sounds like your school just really has a handle on how to do this properly. There are so many schools that just they're, they're slapping it together or they're just trying to make things normal and it's just, it's a mess. So it's nice to know that you guys are taking the time and you're spending the money where it needs to be spent and doing all that to make sure it's a good experience for the students and for the teachers and even the substitutes. It's, it's a good, uh, good thing you guys have going for sure. When the kids do come back in, um, are you going to have it where, I'm just making sure I understand, like you're teaching some kids at home at the same time, like on the screen at the same time, or are they just going to have their own assignments to do if they're still home and you have others in the classroom? 
Like what's that looking like? I, I don't think we're going to be teaching online in person. Okay. So it'll be strictly just in person or okay. online. So it's okay. either collapsing periods to teach online or it's collapsing teams. So the whole team teaches that group of distance learning kids and the rest of the school will be teaching in person. Gotcha. So there yeah. will be no teaching the kids in the classroom and outside of the classroom at the same time. No. Good. Oh it's no. <laughs> ridiculously hard to do that. It is. Sitting yeah. in here. It's like, it's craziness because then you sacrifice 30 kids online to help one kid who's in the classroom. Right. Which is, you know. There are ways that some schools have been doing it well. They've been um, using a lot of group work with it. So they're creating groups, but like there's some kids that are at home and some kids that are in the classroom and they're all virtually on the group together. So even if they are in the classroom, they might be in the same group, but everybody's on a computer. So they don't have to be near one another to be mm-hmm. working together. And then they're doing, you know, digital simulations or, you know, escape rooms or whatever, and they're able to work together. And it's good for the kids that are at home too, because they're still interacting with their peers, even though that they're not yeah. there. Um, so even when you guys are trying to think about collapsing and all that, that might be something to consider, you know, like bigger projects or, or that type of thing for, for the kids. Cause that's one thing that I've heard a lot is the kids that are at home when some kids are in school, it's just, it's harder for them to kind of feel like they still belong, that they're not just, you know, going through the motions, that there is that uh, unity amongst their peers still. Yeah, we are bringing back about a hundred kids starting next week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but they're going to be put into learning labs. Right. What does that look like for you guys? So we've got sixth and seventh grade together and then eighth grade in a separate lab. And then we'll have two to four teachers um, who are currently non-classroom teachers monitoring the lab. So the kids need to bring their computers and their ear earbuds if they have them. And then essentially the premise behind it is to give them that quiet space to work. Gotcha. Because I think a lot of these kids don't have it at home. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. And so they're not engaged mm-hmm. in the, in the virtual lessons. Right. Um, so our thought process is that they're not engaged because they're either distracted at home or they're not quite sure what to do. So we're hoping that by having these adults in the room to kind of be like, oh, don't forget, you got to click here or whatever it's going to be they'll be successful. Gotcha. Yeah. I was trying to figure out what that, that meant. If it meant that they were just like learning in smaller groups. So they're basically taking the digital work, but they're able to do it at school. That's fantastic. That's a really great idea. She's going to be one of the, I'll be in. We all have shifts to sign up for. So gotcha. (laughs) And then is there, um, is there social distancing in those areas or is it kind of like, we can set it up. So there'll be, like there's 70 spots available in the calf, but we're only going to have 30 to 40 Okay. in there. And then um, we're going to run this for two weeks. And then the hope is the third week of it, we can start sending some of the kids back to their classes mm-hmm. where they would still sit in the room and connect digitally, but they're right. just going to be physically in the room. And then this can also let us know like, What's the movement going to look like when kids start coming back? Right. Do we need to adjust so that, you know, this grade level releases at this time and do staggered releases? Or is there like, are we going to come up with issues with the, once the kids move around? Right. 
I know in my kids' school, they put markers all over every hallway that are six feet apart so they know how far they need to be in all angles. They said that's been very helpful. Teachers alike, because, you know, you, you get involved yeah, you and you're not paying attention even though you should be, and it's good to just right. have that visual of where everybody needs to be. So that's certainly been helpful. So, I mean, we're going to see, like, I think – Part of it, the main concern of having it is kids aren't successful at home. Mm -hmm. So we're hoping that at least bringing them on campus will get them back to like the mindset. You got to, you got to do this and hopefully give them the right spot. And then hopefully it'll allow us to kind of test our protocols. Right. Ensure that if we do open back up in January, are we really truly ready to go? Right. And is there a plan B if you're not? (laughs) (laughs) um or are we just hoping on a a wish and a prayer (laughs) i mean i'm sure that we'll probably make a plan b c d e and all the the right just for right now we're testing it out um we also have the kids coming from 9 45 to 2 30 so we're also aware that we might need to open the kids up to coming on campus at 8 15 mm-hmm. um, because that 8 15 to 9 45 block is for the kids to work okay but they're not fair <laughs> so right so it's like we're hoping that this resolves some of the issues but we're also aware that we may have to have them on campus from 8 15 to 2 30 right and basically or something like, I know it says office hours, but like, that means you should be working. <laughs> right. Right. And you know, a lot of kids, like their parents are trying to navigate it too. So they might not even realize what that means, like to be telling their children, okay, now you need, or, you know, the kids are saying, oh no, it's fine. It's just office hours. That's, you know, it, there's so many conversations going on in every single home. That's completely different from the next home that that's, one of the harder things right now is kind of everybody's interpretation of what it should look like is different. And I know that's where a lot of teachers are struggling too, because in their mind, they're saying, okay, the kids are going to be doing X, Y, and Z, but the translation's not getting out there the way they're envisioning it. And then they're either getting different results than they wanted, or they're getting no results, or the kids have just walked away completely. And there's, it's definitely all about communication. So have you guys been very open communicating to the families like that this is your plan too, or are you guys just trying to figure it out and then you're going to release that? No, the, um, the kids who are returning have already received letters from okay. the administration, and then they're getting phone calls. And then I don't know if the whole school is aware that students are being brought back. Yeah. It's more so the communication is with those individuals who are going to be part of the bring back. Gotcha. So you guys reached out to the kids that you felt Mm -hmm. needed it the most. Got it. Got it. And have have they been fairly receptive to that or the families at least? Because we know the kids probably aren't, but. (laughs) Actually, the kids, a lot of the kids want to come back to campus. And, you know, when I ask my one student who comes to me, you know, on Tuesdays and Wednesdays, she said, oh, it's so much easier just to be here in school. Yeah. Because at home, there's so many different distractions that she just, she can't focus. Right. Here, she has somebody right here that she can say, miss, I don't understand this. Right. Or, you know, I mean, uh, I don't know how to work this program. Right. So, you know, it's, it's a lot easier for her to be here than to be home. And then mom works. So, 
you know, she's home with her siblings. Right. And, you know, <laughs> it doesn't always go, it doesn't always go as planned. <laughs> no, no. Mine are constantly fighting over who has what cord and like things that just don't matter in that moment at all. Yeah, no, I understand completely. <laughs> and, you know, you tell them, oh, just unmute yourself. And they're like, no, I can't miss. It's like, no, just unmute yourself. And they're like, no, you don't understand. I right. Can't. Right. And then they unmute themselves and it's like chaos in the bathroom. It's like, yes, please mute yourself. <laughs> right. Right. And it's, I'm, I'm interested to see. So I worked at a school when I first started teaching that was built in the seventies with this concept of there were no walls that every classroom was kind of just sort of divided <laughs> off. And it was this, you know, whatever <laughs> idea it was at the time, but every student that I taught said that when they got to college, they could study through anything because they were used to always having noise in the background. So I'm kind of wondering long-term if this could, I don't want to say benefit because that's not the word I'm looking for, but give them a skill of being able to concentrate a little bit better, even though they're distracted, but just with, you know, background, not, it's not being as, as jarring for them. Maybe possibly our high school is actually set up that way. Is it? Yeah. So the middle school here, I mean, we're all individual classrooms. But once they get up to the high school, mm-hmm. it's an open, open area. Okay. And then they're sectioned off only by um, like partitions, right? Partitions, yeah. not even like yeah. floor to ceiling yeah. partitions. Yeah. It's like those whiteboard things. Right. Yep, yep. So you can yeah. clearly hear what's happening yeah. in the other room. Right. So a lot of it is being in one group and then being sent out to individual pods. Okay. A lot of times. Mm-hmm. But oh, that's interesting. Yeah, but you can, you can definitely hear what's going on everywhere. Yeah. Right. And they have all the teachers mm-hmm. in what the kids call the fishbowl in the middle. Uh-huh. So they have like they're in the they're in the open glass area so the kids can like see them all the time. Right. But yeah, it's just it's interesting. Here I'm like, wow, I wonder if teachers knew they were gonna be called the fishbowl. Right. <laughs> you know, like probably not. Probably yeah. not. <laughs> no, it's just it's definitely Interesting to kind of think, you know, there's so many people that go right to the negative. This is going to be so detrimental for all of our students. They're all going to be so many years behind in their schoolwork, which like, first off, kids are resilient. They're going to figure it out. But I kind of wonder, you know, what other hidden benefits might there be to all of this that we we don't see right now because we're just seeing as it's chaos and it's hard and all that kind of thing. You know, there might be things like this, like it is easier for them to tune out noise because now they're used to studying with siblings running around and stuff who knows and i think um mm-hmm. it, i mean and it depends what the teacher pushes to mm-hmm. but um i think like organization mm-hmm. definitely will mm-hmm. be a skill that comes out of this yes because if you're not organized and you can't keep track of everything going on right you're definitely not going to be successful so being able to actually teach them that skill you know and say hey so like our kids they have to do like a morning check-in before they come to advisory class. So there are three things that we tell them to do. Check your email, check your infinite campus for your grades, because you should always know what you're at. Right. And then check your Google Classroom to see if you have anything due today or in the next few days. So they check that every day before they come to us. Right. You know, and it's just making that a habit for yes. them. So, you know, if you can grow that habit, I think eventually, even not just in middle school, but high school, in college and beyond, I mean, being able to, to set that kind of schedule for yourself every morning, check your email, check your Google, check whatever you need to check before your day starts so you know what you're 
what's going to happen before it happens. Right. So to be teaching them to be more proactive than reactive. Like yes. Yes. And, I, um, I think that's such a, a soft skill that the kids are lacking these days. So, I mean, I've been saying over and over again that I think that this whole pandemic, as awful as it has been, really has sort of thrust education forward. As much mm-hmm. as so many people are saying, no, no, it's like, you know, it's keeping us back and everything. I think it really has propelled us into, we are a tech world, whether we like it or not. And these kids need yeah. to be prepared for that. And we've, how do I put this? We've coddled them a little bit in the past several <laughs> years, not making sure that they know what their grades are and what their homework is. And now they don't have a choice because here it is and we're on a screen now or, you know, I'm not going to see you for another three days or whatever the, the case may be. So I think it's helpful in a lot of ways. Yeah. And then also, you know, teaching them to see, okay, if you got D's and F's, but if you're filling out your form and you're telling me that you don't have missing work, or you don't have anything to correct. How can that be that you're getting an F if none of that exists? Right. So being able to teach them the connection between getting all this done and making those corrections and seeing your teachers and then getting those grades, those better grades. Yes. So, you know, it's it's a lot of teaching them, um, what is that, self-advocacy too? Mm-hmm. And, hey, you know what? I don't understand this. I guess I need to go to office hours, which right. is what we're trying to get the kids to do right now. Yeah. Whether and I mean, force them to do it or whether they go on their own. But your I students are at a perfect age to be learning that. I was talking to a, a third grade teacher the other night too, and she was like, this isn't something we would have ever been teaching them before, but now, you know, they're all learning how to email their teacher if they have a question. And it's just, it's skills that they're going to need in the world that they're going into. So the yeah. younger you can start them, the better. Yeah. Yeah. I also wonder too if we change the title of office hours to like homework support. <laughs> that, if, that might actually if be more would show up. Yeah. Because that that idea of what is office hours. I mean, I remember when I went to college, I was like, what is that? Right. <laughs> That's the weirdest thing. Like I have to go to your office. You know, right. Office you know, like, hours. You're obviously there doing clerical work. I won't want to bother right. you, you know. <laughs> right. So it wasn't until I um like went to one that I was like, oh, so basically you're here to help us. Right. Right. So I'm thinking kids probably have no idea what office hours means. We yeah. even had um, a parent come to the school and asked, like, so am I supposed to bring my child here for office hours? <laughs> like just the whole notion of it was just like, what? Right. And I think that's been one of the bigger hangups, I guess you can say right now, is that we get what we're talking about and we understand the directions that we're giving and the terminology that we're using, but like the kids might not. And if they might not, their parents certainly don't. So that's one thing I've been pushing to teachers over and over again is make it as easy as possible that they understand what you're talking about. I was chatting with one teacher and she said that this girl was really struggling to turn in work and, and uh, she finally like had a one-on-one Zoom call and they were doing um, like online journals and she just didn't know how to paste her stuff into it and was too shy to ask because she knew that she had already been taught how to do it and didn't right. want to ask again for fear that she was going to get yelled at or whatever, so she just wasn't. And uh, the teacher was like, you know what, why don't I just go in and I can paste it for you. It'll take me two minutes and that way you'll have everything ready. And, and all of a sudden it was a big turnaround. So it's like, you know, you have to have those little conversations and stuff, but 
Sometimes we think that what we're saying is getting, and that's just teaching. Sometimes we think what we're saying or doing is getting across, but it isn't. So it's important to like look at it a bunch of different ways to find out what's what's going to work. And if it's changing it to homework help time, so be it. <laughs> right, right. And that's why I'm just wondering, would more show up if that's what we called it? Yeah. I mean, you can always do like a big, um, like grand reopening or so. I don't know what you would call it, but like, hey, now instead of office hours, we're having homework time and you can call in, at, you know, some, like you can make a hokey commercial type thing with like all of you guys doing some sort of goofball, you know, yeah. one person throws into the next person on the screen, you know, like that thing. And the kids That's would want to watch it and then they would yeah. understand yeah. it. Like a commercial. Yeah. 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 And the next the thing next you know, thing. they're like, oh, I can go get help with my homework. It's so nice that they've started doing that, you know? <laughs> <laughs> that is, yes. yes. Oh my God, that's so funny. <laughs> it's all about the presentation. <laughs> it's like, well, yeah. we've been having it all along. <laughs> yeah, we've been doing it, but you didn't realize it. So now we're that's gonna... when you just smile and nod and you're really happy you're wearing a mask because they can't actually see the face that you're like, really? Yeah, I love wearing my mask. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) But no, I mean, that, if I could give you guys one piece of advice, like that would be it. And it seems, like I said, to be the biggest hiccup that a lot of schools are having is like, you guys understand the plan and you think they understand the plan, but they might not. So if you change it, like I said, make a funny video, like do something that just at least catches their attention and use terminology that they get and simplify it, you'll probably have way more kids engaging with that because now they know it's a thing. Yeah. I I have noticed a bunch of schools who already opened up and had people, kids come back, did like songs Mm -hmm. of like what the new protocols were. Yes. So kids would know. Yes. Our, my kids elementary school, all the teachers (laughs) did, I think it was at the car wash, but they changed it to at the hand wash and all the teachers are on there washing their hands and showing how far apart they had to be and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So the video, they get, they love the videos and you throw it on TikTok or something, forget it. <laughs> yeah, right. Right. Yeah. So we do have, um, Instagram, Facebook, and I think Twitter. So mm-hmm. we could throw it up on those social medias so they would see. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And then if you do have, um, like PTO parents or something like that, they can share it on their own pages or, I know where I live, there's a lot of neighborhoods and each neighborhood has their own Facebook group. You can like try to find a parent from each one that can share it in there. And then that way they see it. It's really just a matter of making it go. I don't want to say viral because that's, <laughs> that's obviously not what you want necessarily to have happen, but like amongst all of your people that it gets shared, you know, where it needs to be. Well, I'm really sorry. I have kids in my waiting room right, okay. right now. Yes, I, I have homework, homework support. See, there you go. It's <laughs> happening already. <laughs> and I got three kitties right here. <laughs> Perfect. Well, I will let you go and help them. Um, this was an awesome little conversation to have. Like, honestly, if you guys or your school or anybody needs help or when you guys start getting the kids back in there, if you need ideas, like the engagement's not going back up or anything like that, you can feel free to reach out and I'd really be happy to help you. Awesome. Thank you. All right. Thanks. Have a great day. (laughs) Bye-bye.